It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Are the Dallas Cowboys making a mistake by switching Micah Parsons to a full-time defensive end? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked On. Locked, locked, locked On. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lockdown today to get 10% off your first month. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Today, we are getting to your Twitter questions. And Landon, let's start with this first one from Dan. He wants to know, I think releasing that Micah Parsons' full-time switch to defensive end was a bad idea. Isn't that tipping your hand by letting folks know where he's going to be coming from? Uh, I mean, he played like almost a thousand snaps on the line of scrimmage well, last I year. I think it, people right? know he's coming, right? Uh, I actually think that that uh, the str- the strategic aspect of releasing that information was about making sure that it came out after the draft, and they did that. Uh, that's really where I felt like it, it could have had an effect, right? Because if uh, it could influence you know the positional needs, knowing you know that he's being moved to full time defensive end may open up. The idea that the Cowboys wanted, not that anyone was surprised that the Cowboys drafted a linebacker, but I, I think that that it could have, you know, kind of tipped their hat a little bit more that they tipped their hand to that a little bit more that they could be interested in, in drafting a defensive end. I mean, a, a linebacker. Um, so I, I don't know that there's a lot of, you know, we can have a conversation about whether or not like you, you, there is a, a, you're not using Micah Parsons to his full extent by not playing him, you know, on both spots. But I think as far as like, strategy and, and kind of tipping off what Michael Parsons is going to do next year. I don't think anyone's going to be surprised when he lines up. On no, the to me, it's just telling Michael Parsons. It probably helps him more than anybody else Maybe. because now you've seen he's starting to get his body ready to be him. I mean, he was already a full-time defensive. Let's just yeah. be clear. There was, there was some times where instead of going to the bench to get, a breather, he would go play linebacker, which I think mm-hmm. is kind of funny. Uh, but they're just trying to get his body so he can handle a thousand snaps on the edge this year. I, I, I think that's all it is, honestly. Yeah, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I think there are times when we can kind of overstate the uh, advantages advantages that certain amount of information release can 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 provide teams. This is not something that anyone's going to be like. There's no, there's no offensive coordinator who's reading this in, in the paper and going, what? They're moving to the defensive end. Yeah, like if you, they, they if know you that did, Michael, you, you should be out of a job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they know market prices is coming. So yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. So it's it's just it's really a, not a big deal at all. I think 
with him, I, he even said he's going to try to be like at 245, 250. Yeah. He's not put, planning on, you know, putting on 20 pounds of muscle to bulk up. He just wants to be a little bit heavier to hold up against the run and to stay a little healthier. I get it. I think it makes total sense. Yeah, absolutely. It makes a lot of sense. And, I, and I, the information being released, like I said, more related to the draft, not so, you know, not so much of a tip off for offensive coordinator. Exactly. All right, let's get to some more questions. Uh, this one from Clayton. He wants to know, do you think the Cowboys should bring in a veteran running back with Tony Pollard coming off an injury? It does seem like the thinnest position on the roster. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they did, but but they they brought in a veteran wide uh, running back already. You know, um, I, I think that you know there's there's certainly room for one more if you wanted to add one more, and then to see how things kind of suss out a little bit in training camp. Um, but I also think that it's not like a uh, it's it's not it's it's not a time sensitive thing. You've you've no. got time. You know, there's there's plenty of reps to go around. You've got running backs that you want to see kind of run the football. You, you want to see Malik Davis and Rico uh, Dowdle. I almost said Gattle, yeah, this again. You got Rico it. Dowdle, yeah. <laughs> uh, running the football. So you want to give those guys opportunities to well, kind and of Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, and well, obviously those guys, right? Well, Deuce Vaughn and, and 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 Hunter Lifke. Well, I mean, you do want to see those guys. That's clear. But but like. You know, even beyond them, there's other veteran guys that you probably would rather like to see in training camp just to see what you've got uh, before you kind of maybe you get a couple weeks in. And you're like, OK, this may not be enough for week one. Let's go out and get, you know, another body out here. Could really help us. Yeah. And I don't think anybody's banging down the door for Kareem Hunt or Leonard Fournette or Ezekiel Elliott right now. Right. Like it's May 9th. Yeah. There's going to be running backs available in free agency two months from now. I can promise you. And there's going to be running backs via trade if you exactly. want to go get one three months from now, four months from now. So I, I, I agree with the assessment. Of all the, the spots on the roster, I think running back is probably the thinnest, right? Because it's really Tony Pollard and just a bunch of dudes and our small running back. Uh, but you can get by right now. It's It's not – again, it's not the – the biggest issue in May to have, you know, maybe a hole at RB2 or RB3. You got to remember, guys, that there are certain positions that if you need to go out and get a replaceable starter, like you can go out and get a replaceable starter at running back any time of the year, 365 days a year. There, mm. There's there's somebody out there who can run the ball at least reliably, probably on the street. And if not, you, like you mentioned, there's still there is. Don't options. worry, there always is. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and there's also trade options if you want an upgrade. And even beyond that, too, there's still cut down days. There's going to be some decent players that are going to get cut uh, on cut down days. And running backs are, are you know, definitely someone that falls into the categories of a position of of, of where a quality player will could potentially get cut on cut down days. So. There's still plenty of time to fill to add an, another reliable running back at any point before the regular season. I, I would also say there's some other teams out there that are still deciding what they want to do for the running backs. Like we've yeah. heard whispers that maybe the Vikings are going to cut Dalvin Cook because he has That's such right. a high cap number. We'll see about Joe Mixon in Cincinnati. So Derek there could Henry, be, there's there's talk oh, about another Derek one Henry being offloaded. Yeah, so there's there's lots of names around there. If you're willing to be patient, that is a position that you can upgrade very cheaply three months from now maybe four months from now it's okay to, to be patient there uh lana let's get to some more questions including which player might be a surprise not to make the 53 man roster next this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. it's so easy to get caught up in everyone else's needs uh and that you never take a time 
to think about what your needs are and take care of yourself. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched, thin, and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so that you can keep supporting others while you support yourself. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, please, please, please check out BetterHelp. It's entirely done online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for any reason with no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen of the day. Every day or tomorrow, we're going to be answering even more of your Twitter questions. we got so many of them, so make sure you guys tune back in tomorrow. Lana, let's get to this question from Mike. He wants to know, who is your surprise player to make the 53-man roster and then to not make the 53-man roster? Well, I think if we're going to do surprises to to not make the 53-man roster. I think that's a little easier, actually. <laughs> well, let's see what your name is. Mine would be Kelvin Joseph. That was uh, the second name I was thinking of, so go ahead. I think that, you know, there is a chance that if we just don't see very much improvement coming into training camp, that the Cowboys look at their depth chart, despite the fact that they don't have, you know, incredible depth at the position. They have pretty good depth. There is a chance that they look at it and say, is this roster spot really worth it? Uh, Kelvin Joseph, you know, is going to be paid a pretty decent amount of money. He's a second round pick in his third year. Third year. Um, and so if he's not playing or if you don't feel confident that he's ever going to get to a spot where he can play on defense, uh, you've got some guys down roster, including some younger guys that you, you want to see and you want to develop. If, if one of them pops during training camp, uh, you know, and, and, and you can make up the special team snaps because that's honestly what you're having to make up with Kelvin Joseph at this point. Yeah. Then I, I, really I, I wouldn't be shocked if, if, if he got cut just because you just haven't seen the improvement that you need to see uh, from him yet. Okay. I agree. I think that's, I, I think he's a 50, 50 shot to make the roster right now. Right. Especially when you're considering that he's going to be there. He's fighting for the fifth cornerback job. Yeah. I mean, that's a tough one. Uh, I got two guys. I have a somewhat hot take one and a really hot take one. Which one do you oh. want first? Let's start. Let's let's build up to it. Okay. Let's, 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 Stay, let's same forward. draft. Twenty twenty two. I guess it's twenty twenty one draft. Uh, Jabril Cox. Right. We're going into year three now with Jabril Cox. They just drafted a linebacker in round three. They brought back Leighton Vanderish. They have Damone Clark. I think it's between him and Devin Harper for kind of that last linebacker spot in the roster. And given that Devin Harper was drafted to be a special teams guy, I won't be surprised if Jabril Cox just doesn't make the 53-man roster. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm genuinely shocked. I would be genuinely shocked, but but not because of what we've seen on the field, more just because of what we all kind of expected of him, right? Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, we just have not seen him do anything. And he hasn't really made it on the field very often, which, you know, you can blame coaches if you want, but honestly, they're seeing something that means that they don't want to put him out there and that Damone Clark instantly was above him in the depth chart like as soon as he was healthy yeah so that doesn't read well for for cox so yeah i definitely think that he's someone that should be on this list um all right here's my hot 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 take one i'm not not sure how much i believe it but i'm gonna go ahead with it anyways which is always a great place to start no (laughs) jalen tolbert uh going into year two okay I mean, you don't cut third round picks going into year two very often. But remember, let's let's think about the situation here. Your top three wide receivers are set in stone. There's no moving CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, and Michael Gallup. That means your fourth, fifth, and sixth receiver spots, all three of those guys have to play special teams. Yeah. I'm going with the assumption that Kevontae Turpin is going to be one of those guys. And I've got a feeling that fifth receiver is probably going to be whether it's Jalen Brooks or one of the undrafted free agents, somebody with a little bit more size, they can do some blocking stuff to replace that Noah Brown role. If Jalen Tolbert isn't getting on the field as a receiver and he's not offering you anything as a special teams player, I could see it. I could see somebody like Simi Fahoku just beating him out and taking a spot yeah. on the roster. Easily. I mean, honestly, like beating him out, like he, Tolbert's got to beat him out. Like Fah- yeah, he's got to catch up to Fahoku, right? Um, look, I think Fahoku uh, has some disadvantages here. Uh, he wasn't uh, drafted by this administration. He's ha- he's been on the field for uh, he's been on the on the team for a little bit, and he's had his opportunities. Um, I, but I also think that Tolbert hasn't shown us anything, and because he uh, can't play special teams with the for all these things that we've talked about a lot when it comes to game day roster construction, he's not been able to get on the field. If that continues into next year. And Tolbert can't offer you anything as a receiver that Simi Fahoku can. There's no way he's beating him out because no. you need that. You need those guys, those down roster guys to, if they're not going to play on the field or bring something, you know, extra that's worthy of rostering you, then they're definitely going to roster the guy that, that, that plays special teams that gives them something, you know, in the, the other dimension of the, of the game. So it, it it's it's he's in a tough spot where it's a huge year for him, right? Yeah, he really really needs to like show something as a receiver, or which I seem I think it seems like a less likely path and kind of more perilous. He needs to have grown leaps and bounds as a potential special teams player. Which honestly, I, I think it probably is easier for him to go the route of showing something as yeah. a receiver because at least he has experience. Well, and the other thing I want to mention is not only is he competing with like Semi Fahoku for that spot. He's also competing with all these other receivers that might get cut. Like the name that I come back to is like Cedric Wilson, who seems like he's not going to make the Miami roster. And the Cowboys might look at it like, hey, here's Cedric Wilson, who knows our system. He knows our system. We know that he can play with Dak. He he can play all three spots, and he can help us in the return game if we need him there. And he plays special teams. Kay Tolbert, you have to be dramatically better as a receiver to beat out somebody like Cedric Wilson as a free agent, because if we can switch out those guys, we might do it just to get a little bit better at that number four receiver spot. So I I think Tolbert will make the roster, but I could see a path to where he's not on the 53. 
Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I think it's it's certainly within it's in the cards that if if he can't find a way to impress as a wide receiver, I mean, he's just he's not going to be a better special teams player than Fahoku is this year. I mean, he doesn't I have, have the really athleticism hard... yeah. that Fahoku does, anyways. Yeah, he just doesn't have the body. You know, Fahoku's a bigger body. You know, too. That's the other thing. So, uh, yeah, I just think that that it's it's kind of a perilous path for, for Tolbert right now. He needs to come out and show something as a receiver. And if he doesn't, he doesn't have the, the problem is he doesn't have a ton of paths to making the team. If he doesn't come out and show yes. his receiver Fahoku has a lot more of those paths. I, I also want to mention three other players that could factor be factors in this. Number one, Dennis Houston, who by the yeah. way, started a started week one for this team, <laughs> made right. the team yeah. as an undrafted free agent, right? Like yeah. they clearly like him at least a little bit. Ontario Drummond, who was on their undrafted or who was on the practice squad all year, who we talked about last year, a slot receiver from Ole Miss. And then the last guy, Antonio Callaway. Now, you might remember Antonio Callaway, uh, who was drafted by the Browns, I think, in round four. Yeah, it was uh, Browns. Three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. He was on the practice squad all year long. And if you know anything about Callaway, he's bounced around not only colleges, but NFL teams because yeah, yeah. off the field stuff. Yep. The fact that the Cowboys held on to him so long makes me think that they believe he might be able to contribute down the line. And he just has some game breaking speed yeah. and athleticism that Tolbert doesn't have. And again, if you're holding on to him this long, maybe there's a chance that one of those guys, and maybe Callaway, could be your number four receiver this year. Yeah, I mean Callaway is a guy with a lot of talent that just had a lot of issues as well, and and and, it, and there's a reason that you know if you don't have talent, you don't bounce around. <laughs> like no one gives you keeps giving you chances over and right. over again if you don't unless you have talent. So there's something there. I, I think you know, clearly the Cowboys have had a history of giving their undrafted down roster wide receivers opportunities. So that's not going to change this year. Um, yeah, Tolbert's in a tough spot because he's facing pressure in all in all directions, mm-hmm. and he has the fewest tools to avail himself to try to make that spot right. Like Fahoku can can he can you hope you know, has a, has a spectrum where he can make it as a wide receiver. He has a spectrum he can make it as the wide receiver special teams guy. All these other guys probably have that as well. It's really just Tolbert who came to football late doesn't know like some of the more fundamentally stuff of football that kind of helps when you're trying to play special teams. And so all he knows is wide receiver. He could, you know, kind of diversify his time to try to learn another position. But honestly, I think his best bet is to just focus on being as best a wide receiver. He can hope that you can be uh, an inch and a half better than, than Simi Bahoku as a wide Mm -hmm. receiver to kind of take that spot uh, and then hope that you're good enough to kind of make the Cowboys make you part of their game day you know playbook plan uh and yeah. then maybe get a couple catches a game or something like that. and just to answer the first part of that question a surprise guy in the roster um i'll go tj bass uh, this is a little that bit was of a my guy oh, well, come let's, on. let's not spoil it that we're gonna yeah. be doing a show at some point maybe this later this week early next week on some more of the undrafted free agent signings if you get some time over the next few days take a look at tj bass a I think a guard in the NFL from Oregon. Guard, definitely, yeah. That's got some uh, some traits that we both like. Uh, Lena, let's uh, let's answer one more question. Yeah. When we get back. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's uh, let's answer this one from Drew. He wants to know if you could guarantee that one of these later round rookies could make an impact for the Cowboys this season, which one would be the most helpful? So we're talking... Eric Scott, mm. Asim Richards, uh, Fahoku, uh, Junior Fahoku from San Jose State. Is there any one of those guys that you think could maybe be that the Deron Bland from this year? Asim Richards. I mean, you know, if you can, if you were able to get a guy who could come in and play meaningful snaps for you at guard and not get you killed, that would be pretty huge, um, especially where you got him. I mean, I think the one thing I will say about this draft is I, I wish I felt better about the offensive line situation walking out of it um and part of that is that we don't really have we have no concept for what you know uh adoba is yeah uh, well and some of these guys are so uh, yeah we'll learn a little bit more about that once we get into training camp but i mean if you're asking me to just pick one down roster guy that i feel like if you know just to hit on that would make me feel good about the situation uh seam richards being a, a hit at guard would really be nice Mine's Deuce Vaughn, and I can't believe you didn't pick him, right? Because I feel, listen, I got a podcast partner. I gotta, I gotta, I, I can't, you know, steal all this stuff for him. I gotta well, account I just, for him. If Deuce Vaughn can be that guy that you give ten touches to a game, right? Like that, maybe it's seven carries and three catches, but somebody that could just take a little bit of the pressure off Tony Pollard and give you some juice on your offense, and you just don't feel like you can't afford to take Pollard off the field because you lose all your speed. Man, that would be a nice little asset to have on your offense. I, I didn't mean to make the terrible pun little, but uh, I, I just think if you could get a nice complimentary running back in the sixth round that gives you some juice, it could be the difference in this team, you know, winning 10 games or winning 12 games. Yeah, it, it would make more than just a small difference. I would say that uh, if, he, if, he could, if he could come oh, out. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I, I think that's a good one too. I mean, honestly, I think, you know, the, for as much as we kind of talk about how this felt like a draft where they were kind of filling in needs here, like some of these spots that they could, uh, that they could potentially hit on could really kind of change the shape of this offense, especially the ones we mentioned, right. You know, it's, it, it just could look very different if you have some of these kind of younger players take that next step. Uh, you know, suddenly you've injected speed and dynamism that you didn't necessarily have on this offense last year. So uh, obviously Vaughn would be a huge part of that. And I don't think it's all that unrealistic to think that Vaughn could be a big part of the offense. Let's assume, let's just say there's 30 running back touches in a game. I don't even know. Do you think that's a fair amount generally for teams, right? Let's say Pollard gets 17 of those. You give nine to Deuce Vaughn and Malik Davis gets the other four. Like, I think Deuce Vaughn could be really effective on nine touches a game. And I don't think you need to give him more to, to get your, you know, your, your value out of him. And I think keeping Pollard kind of under that 20 touch total keeps everybody fresh. You, you, you keep his speed and last of the season. I, 
I'm really excited about what Deuce Vaughn could potentially do with this backfield. That's all. Yeah, it keeps it keeps a, a, a level of. Uh, I mean, I use the word dynamism. I'll use it again. Uh, to to in the backfield, even when you're rotating out your starting running back, right? Like that's the that's the thing is that you know you're going to get a little bit more uh, uh, speed in your offense simply from the fact that you know one of the guys that you've replaced uh, that was kind of your lead back you've replaced with someone who who has more speed in Tony Pollard, who's going to get more of those kind of touches, the 51% of touches that Zeke was getting previously. Right. And then the guy that you're having replaced Pollard's touches is also equally dynamic to Pollard. So so you're replacing the kind of nine dynamic part and then adding in just two of those pieces that are slightly different. So it just brings the level of speed and kind of, variety up a lot for the offense it reminds me a couple years ago when the 49ers had like Raheem Mostar and they brought in Elijah Mitchell off the bench and then when those two guys are gassed it's Jeff Wilson right as your third running back like it's not it's not the same caliber of speed but there's not a lot of difference when you have to rotate those guys kind of in and out of the lineup so uh we'll see what Deuce Vaughn can do as a rookie that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in, and thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen every day. Again, tomorrow on the show, we're going to be answering some more of your Twitter questions. You guys send us a bunch of questions. We're going to try to get to as many as we can. Please check out the show on YouTube, uh, Lockdown Cowboys. You can follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy your day. We will see you guys right back here tomorrow. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 